Hi there. My name is Dr. Pragenta, and I'm the host of the Dr. Nurse Podcast. I'm an advanced nurse practitioner, and I want to be your guide into the world of nursing professions. This podcast is a platform for nurses to share their journeys as they made their way in the diverse field of nursing as either entrepreneurs, academia, private practice, or even the corporate world. I think we should celebrate just how diverse the field of nursing is through mentoring one another with the stories of our career journeys. Nothing is too mundane because each journey is unique. This podcast will showcase career options to encourage nurses to view their degrees with a business mindset. After all, we work in the healthcare business. And ultimately, I hope I might inspire you to make a change if you're looking for something different. I am motivated to see you live your best nursing life, and that looks different for everyone. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast, and let's get started with today's guest. Hi, Hannah. Welcome on to the Dr. Nurse Podcast. I'm so happy to have you on today. Hannah is the owner, CEO of the Blue Ridge Medical Legal Consulting business that she is the legal nurse for, and she also works as an outpatient surgery nurse. She's in both worlds right now, which is something that me at the Dr. Nurse Podcast really, really likes. Nurses that are pursuing also not just hospital jobs, but also finding their niches in other areas. And she's contracting with another legal nurse consulting firm to find cases and to find work. Hannah enjoys being outdoors, reading, and has gotten recently addicted to baking from the pandemic as she's been watching the British uh, cooking show, The Greatest cooking show or baking show great british baking show she got addicted to baking so yeah that's hannah she's gonna explain to us guys her journey to legal nurse consulting what took her there and share how and what she's doing right now with her career welcome hannah i'm so happy to have you on today thanks for having me appreciate it yeah so hannah let's dive right in what is your current role your job title i explained it a little bit but really explain what you do for a living So what I do for a living right now, I work in an outpatient endoscopy center. So I do that four days a week for eight hour shifts. And then the rest of my time is spent on my business, basically. I am an independent legal nurse consultant subcontracting right now. Um, But yeah, that's basically what I do. You work at the endoscopy center. You said you work how many hours? 32 hours a week right now. And then about eight to 15 hours additional are spent on my business. Yeah. That's a pretty good mix. And are, are you just helping with people going to sleep, waking up, making sure they're ready for procedures? Or are you involved in what aspect of the endoscopy are you involved in? So the nurses basically run the center. It's one organization, three different centers. Okay. So we do the pre-op side. We also are the nurse in the procedure room and we do the post office. And we can also do the surgical tech role if needed. So we kind of do everything and just kind of show up and do whatever we need to. Gotcha. And then tell us about your side hustle, your business, what, what you got going on there, which is pretty cool. So yeah, I started, so I wanted to be a legal nurse consultant basically since I was a new grad. I just thought it was really cool. I loved how the nurses got to work with the attorneys and be an influential role in a bunch of, you know, really important medical cases. When I had been a nurse for about two years, I emailed a legal nurse consultant in Pennsylvania and asked her advice on what I should do. And she basically told me I needed a lot more experience because legal nurse consultants draw on a lot of their own nursing experience. That's like what you're marketing. You're marketing yourself basically to the attorneys. Got it. So I 
kind of formed my career so that I would get the experience I wanted to. I spent the next seven years in the trauma center in Baltimore, Maryland. I worked in three different units there, kind of built up everything I needed to work in the a lot of the medical malpractice cases. And then two, well, year and a half ago now, at the beginning of the pandemic, April 4th, 2020, I registered my LLC and then the pandemic hit. So that kind of set everything back. But I officially started work on my legal consulting business in December, 2020, and have been kind of slowly building it up from there. Cool. Whenever you decided or you found interest in the career and she told you you didn't have enough experience, So you said, okay, I'm going to go into the areas where I think it will give me the experience I need. How did you know that? Like, how did you know that trauma would be where you need to go for that? Because I kept seeing billboards and ads for all the lawyers who you're like, if you were in a car accident, call us. So I was like, hey, that that looks like a good area. (laughs) That's really smart. I I just found it fascinating. Yeah. And so how long did you work in trauma before you went into legal nurse consulting? How many years? Seven years. Seven years years. as a nurse there. And then I realized I couldn't really do this for my entire life anymore. So I thought it was time to start, you know, looking into legal consulting. I remember in your journey, you had said that you went from trauma to ICU or were you in the ICU trauma? So yes to both. Um, The R. Adams Cowley Center in Baltimore is the only standalone shock trauma center in the entire world. So it's basically its own hospital. So I started out on like an intermediate care unit. And then I went to um, two of their ICUs. Got so kind of did the whole gamut. There. We'll probably kind of segue into the next question. So how did you get there? What was your specific journey from the time that you decided I'm going to be a nurse to, all right, I'm now opening my own practice. Walk us through the beginning of part of your journey is probably yeah. where I'd like to start. So I should probably preface this by saying that I got into nursing uh, because I thought it was cool when I was 15. People have these stories of how they want to help people and whatnot, which is great. And I do, you know, enjoy helping people, but I literally thought it was cool when I was a teenager. So that's how I got into it. So I started working at Hopkins in organ transplant for my first new grad job. Yeah, totally like a very specific random unit. And I burned out there. I've burned out at three of my four jobs. So burned out there, didn't really recognize it at the time, but I moved that's when I moved to the trauma center. Yeah. That was something I'd always been interested in. I just talked to the legal nurse consultants and was kind of trying to plan my career. So I moved there. The first job I had there was amazing. I loved it. I moved out of it because it wasn't an ICU and I wanted mm. ICU experience. So I went to a an ECMO trauma unit. An ECMO is the lung bypass. It's extracorporeal membranous oxygenization. Yeah. It's basically like the lung and heart bypass. And I burned out there too. And I left there after a year because I just couldn't, I couldn't handle it anymore. And then I moved to a neurotrauma ICU, which I loved. Like I loved all my coworkers. I liked the patients. Uh, My managers were amazing, but I ended up burning out there too. And I realized it at the beginning of the pandemic. And that's when I started looking into getting into legal consulting because I was like, okay, Now's the time, maybe bedside's just not for me anymore. I've got the yeah. experience I want, so it's time to time to do everyone and myself a favor and move on. Yeah. So, so whenever you first be- decided to become a nurse, I heard you said you were 15 years old. Did you go and get your associate's degree? Did you then get your bachelor's degree? I went to Howard Community College, which is an associate's degree college in Columbia, Maryland. And I did that because my dad said he'd pay for one degree. And I was like, all right. 
So I better get this degree. <laughs> so I went there, got my associate's degree, started working as a nurse, lived at home until age 25 when I bought my house. Oh, and since I lived at you. home, I was able to save, you know, a lot of money. So I was able to buy my house and pay for my bachelor's degree, which I did online at Ohio. And I wanted to graduate without any student debt. So that's what I did. And it worked out pretty well. I feel like I have a friend who's from Ohio State and every place we would go, he would keep going, oh, wait, I (laughs) owe. And I was so, I was so like stupid because he was just saying that. And I was like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that to people? And And he was like, it spells Ohio. I was like, oh. My mom always laughs at me because I have an Ohio State sweatshirt, but since I went online, I didn't like get the full experience. So I'll be wearing it like around in DC or whatever, and people will yell OH at me. It'll just go straight up on my head. I just don't answer and she yells it for me. <laughs> she laughs at me every time. Yeah. No, because I, 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 when I watched that interaction, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I wish we had something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you go get your bachelor's degree. Your dad offers to pay for your associates, which is hilarious. You make sure <laughs> yep. to get your, your bachelor's, but you're at home. You buy a house, which is awesome. And then you spend the next seven years as you walked us through in the trauma, either in the ICU setting or in the intermediate step down type settings. Yep. And then burning through and burning out of these critical care jobs where you're working as an ICU nurse leads you to this legal nurse consulting. So I'm sure a lot of our nurses are interested because you see these flyers, they come to your mailbox, like be a legal nurse consultant. I've gotten them um, because I was interested in it. And I kind of didn't really understand like what they did. So could you walk us through really what a legal nurse consultant, how she's involved in the the legal atmosphere? Yeah, so legal nurse consultants, we basically interpret we're the medical uh, resources for attorneys. So just like being an ICU nurse, like a legal consultant, you can do a ton of different things. So there are the legal nurse consultants who are expert witnesses in their field. There are the ones who do just workman's compensation. There are the ones who do the medical exams with the physicians. What I do right now is the medical record review and report writing. The attorneys will basically send me medical records however many files they got. The most I've had, I think was like 15,000 pages of medical records that you then have to comb through and write a report on. And it's usually at first a merit review. So we read through the records. We determine if there was negligence, malpractice, anything like that. We make a recommendation to the attorney based on our findings, and then they either take the case or they drop the case. Hmm. And if they decide to take the case, then usually they'll send the records back to us along with any additional ones that they found. And we write um, what's called a chronology report. So that's basically listing out in table form, every single medical record, listing out all the inaccuracies, all the discrepancies, all the missing records that are mentioned in the medical records that we have. And then we send that report back to them and then they take it from there. Interesting. You're kind of the go-between to determine if the case is worth taking. If you look at a case and you go, it's pretty ironclad, like everybody did what they were supposed to do, then an attorney will go, okay, yeah, okay, well then I won't take this case. But if you're like, no, this is a mess, this is bad. I don't know what your terminology is. Like, this is a tort. But if you're like, no, this seems to be evidence of negligence. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you say that and then that was what prompts them to go, okay, great. Well, then we'll go ahead and take this and we'll pursue it for 
legal recourse, yes. uh, which is pretty neat. And so what are the other areas that your career can go into? Is there other things that you see yourself going into with this legal nurse consulting? Or is this really where you want to stay? No, I actually would like to do forensics. I've always been interested in forensics and more of like the criminal cases. So I actually took two forensic classes in college because I was so interested in it. And I still have the textbooks for them. So my dream would be to become a forensics legal nurse consultant expert and kind of work in that area. Okay. Is this like CSI type stuff or like special victims unit? A little bit, yeah. So it would be more more of the like the criminal cases, the murders, the strangulations, the dead bodies found. Was this foul play? Was it natural death? That sort of situation. So legal so. nurse consultants, nurses, they work on these cases. Yep. Yep, we do. Interesting. We can look at pictures, look at a body, and especially with a trauma background like I have, we can tell them kind of what caused it, things like that. Interesting. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you had to do to get your legal nurse consulting certification? So there are several ways to do it. You really don't need a certification to become a legal nurse consultant. I wanted it because I know that attorneys look at a certification more than experience, just in my personal experience. So it's easier to say like, hey, I have this certification than, hey, look at all my years of experience. Let me show you how that can help you. So I went through, it's called LNC Stat with RN Market. Okay. And they actually, it was a really good program. It was 120 credit hours of education. They provided a massive comprehensive education on what legal nurse consultants do. They gave me a whole marketing package. They gave me my website. It was a really, really good training. And then they gave me, it's called the Advanced Legal Nurse Consultant Certification, which is their own. They have their own organization, their own certification. So that's what I got. Did you have to take a test in order to graduate from this program? Yes. Yeah. There were multiple quizzes throughout the program and then a test at the end, plus two practice cases start to finish that they graded and gave me feedback on. Wow. It was very, it was very involved and very, very good. I'm very glad I did it. How long did it take you to complete the certification? About two months. I did it pretty fast. They give you, I believe, six months to a year to complete it. But I, you know, this was in February, 2020. So I didn't know the world was going to shut down. I was like, let's get, let's get this rolling. Let's do it as fast yeah, as Good for so. you. The legal nurse consulting certification, was it super expensive just for my own like edification? I'm just wondering. It was about $6,000. Whoa, that is not cheap. Yeah. No, it's not cheap, but they do have a guarantee that if you don't get a first case, you get all of it back. So what? yeah, <laughs> basically 100% guarantee that you'll get at least your first case. Wow. So yeah, that's good to know. I know. I was like, well, mine as well. You know, <laughs> worst thing is I get a case. Do they help you get a case or do you have to pursue it? Like in this group that you're a part of, whenever you work with this consulting group, do they find the cases for you? Do they show up at your door? Like how does it happen? They give you all the marketing resources that you need. And then they basically tell you how to do it. And then you have to market to people in your area and figure out kind of how it works for you. How do you find, get people like you do? You're not ambulance chasing, right? No, I have, I have my website. I have business cards. They actually really advocate for packets. They say that attorneys never open the regular, the regular size envelopes. They open the big envelopes first. They tell you to put all your marketing materials in one of those big nine by 12 envelopes, mail it to the attorneys, follow it up with a phone call, 
And the attorneys will probably open your packet first when they get the mail. Interesting. You market to the attorneys and then they send you business. You just go just within your local area or do you send packets to like everybody? I've just been the local area right now, but with the subcontracting I'm doing, I'm working mainly with attorneys. Well, the attorney cases, I don't work with the attorneys particularly when I'm yeah, yeah. contracting, but from Georgia, Florida, and California. For for my marketing purposes, it's mainly just the uh, Maryland, DC area. Gotcha. And exactly. then the group that you're a part of, they send out to farther places. Yeah, yes. They do okay. the marketing for me, basically. And you do the cases for them. And then for your, yeah. like, your own work, you send cases, you send your name out to people around yeah. you, and then they send you business as well. Yeah. So you kind of have like two sources of input for business. You're double dipping in the area around you, getting known locally, which is really smart because those are the people that they're kind of in your niche. They know yeah. you, you're in your area. But and then small the women-owned businesses are big now. So this yeah. is smart. Super smart, Hannah. Wow. Okay, cool. Since owning your own business and kind of pursuing that, what have you found as you've gone about kind of working in both worlds? Does working in the hospital kind of fuel your desire for entrepreneurship or is it vice versa? Has your entrepreneurship made you appreciate your role in the hospital? A little bit of both. I really enjoy making my own schedule, working when I want to, having weekends and holidays off. Yeah. Um, I do miss the hustle and bustle of the ICU. I feel like I thrive in that environment. So kind of both. Kind of both. A little bit yeah. of both. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Also, do you think that over time you would like to be more in an entrepreneurial role and step back from the hospital? Or do yes. you always want to be in? Okay. That's kind of yep. your end goal. Yeah. I specifically got this outpatient job because I can slowly scale back on that while I build up my business to kind of transition over. Very smart. Very smart. Well, throughout your journey, and you've explained it really well, kind of your process to how you got to where you are today. Could you give us one of the big success that you had in your career, a high that you look back and you go, that was, that was a really neat moment as a nurse or even in your legal nurse consulting career? Well, recently I got a case in my legal nurse consultant career. It was a pretty involved case. I don't know exactly how much I can say, but basically the patients had died, unfortunately, from after a surgery. And I looked through the medical records. I did all my research, things like that. The family wanted to sue because they thought that the nursing home that they had sent him to had done something wrong because he basically was in the hospital, went to a nursing home for one night. They found him unresponsive in the morning, went back to the hospital, and he eventually died. So that they, they thought the nursing home, yeah, it was really sad. They thought the nursing home did something wrong, so they were trying to sue them. But it turns out that it was actually just a really terrible, rare surgical complication, which I discovered. Oh we sent that back to the attorney. That the attorney decided not to take the case, which was really, I, it was a very, very sad outcome for the family and the patient. But I, I did appreciate that we could get to the root cause of the problem and provide them with an answer, even if that meant not suing and not getting any monetary compensation for them. Yeah. I feel like what you just provided was closure, right? Exactly. Yep. yep. Yeah. Whenever yep. you are a, par a mother or a father, that's your parent, you do kind of want to know, okay, well, did somebody just like not check on my dad yep. all night, you know, like, and it's just like, no, he had a really rare complication from surgery. And, and that's yep. the risk that you take with those surgeries. When most people sue, they just want closure. They want someone to pay someone to tell them what happened. So yeah, it was good that we were able to provide that. 
Interesting. That's really cool. And then tell me about one of the biggest challenges in your career. I mean, you've talked about burnout, multiple jobs, ICU jobs, and given the atmosphere of COVID and everyone's just, and I kind of struggle a little bit because I do feel nurses, we are super resilient. So there's a part of me that's wanting to make sure I keep encouraging. I don't want us to be discouraged and I don't want to add to kind of a negative nurses are treated bad. We're, you know, you know, fight the man. I kind of don't want to do that, but I do want to say, what is something that as you've gone through your career and, and, and again, it might be the burnout, it might be other things that you felt like was a challenge that you had to overcome because I think that's what nurses are really good at is we are good at overcoming challenges. So tell me a little bit about maybe one of your experiences that you could think back on your career. Yeah, we are really good at overcoming challenges. And the funny thing about burnout is that nobody wants to burn out. I learned that. I loved my job. I loved the ICU job. I loved all my coworkers. My managers were amazing. It wasn't them. It was just, I just burned out. And I tried not to, you know, I, I stuck with it. I even switched to night shift to see if that would make things easier, which it did not. That was, that was the wrong choice for me. Yeah. But yeah, it's burnout's really hard. And I've think that it's becoming more and more prevalent today. So I think if we, as a nursing community, just talk about it more and help each other through it, like I went and saw a therapist at work who helped a lot, just removing that stigma of burnout because nobody wants to do it. It just happens. So I think if we can all support each other and talk about it more, just talking about it will help. So what did burnout look like for you? So for me, I was extremely tired all the time. No matter how much I slept, I couldn't catch up. I woke up tired. I went to bed tired. I would have like a little burst of energy in the afternoon. I also gained a lot of weight, which wasn't, yeah, Yeah. I didn't really recognize it until I was like, wow, this is, this is a problem now. And Mm -hmm. along with that, I couldn't lose it. I was actively trying to lose weight, could not lose weight just because of all the stress. My body was telling me I'd had enough basically. I had another nurse on my podcast and she described burnout and it sounds like in both situations, it was the same. It was almost like a neglecting of self in both situations. And it ended up leading to her getting diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder. And she talks about all this on the podcast. And so that's what I I have thyroid antibodies now. That was her exact issue. That was her exact issue was I think thyroid. And she was describing it to me and my heart broke because I remember telling you before that we got onto the podcast was just, I was so burned out from work that I would come home and study because I knew that was my ticket out of here. It was like, this is my ticket out of this mess that I don't enjoy. And so did, did the legal nurse consulting kind of ignite the fire towards nursing again for you? I know this like corny way, but was it like the wind beneath your wings as you were like going to work? And it is now Yeah. when I was still working in the hospital, I kind of did the same thing with my legal consulting as you did with studying. Like I would come home working it because I knew like, that's what I had to do to get out of here. But now it is like, now I'm really interested in nursing again. I love learning things. I always have. So I love little things I come across in cases that I didn't know before, research them all up. So it's, it has ignited it a little bit more. That's really cool. And I think that's good for people to hear because I think they think, well, it's going to be harder to get out and it'll be harder to learn something new. And what you might find is that might be the thing that makes you fall back in love with what we originally all went into nursing for, which was 
to help people. It's a really cool medicine. I think it's just something that I never realized. Again, I, I thought with starting a podcast, it was going to be this super draining thing, but it's been something that's brought a lot of joy and something that's like, it's yes, it's new. It's different. It's maybe sometimes kind of hard learning new things, but it actually in opening doors to things that I would not have realized I would have enjoyed more yep. than what I was doing. Yeah. You just kind of have to find your niche. Go right. So any mentors along your journey, anybody along the way that really helped you or gave you some advice that you felt like was really beneficial you'd like to share with my listeners? Yeah, actually, some of our leadership at the Trauma Center has been amazing. Karen McQuillan is the nurse educator for my unit over there, and she was the president of the American Association for Critical Care Nurses back in, I want to say 2016, 2017. And she's been really great just because she's so excited about all the new things. She's really supportive of nurses. So I love learning from her and she kind of kept sparking my love of learning. And I've been trying to find some legal nurse consultant mentors. I just joined one of the online chapters from the American Association of Legal Nurse Consultants because I need some connections there, <laughs> some mentors in that field. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You always need, oh, always need mentors wherever you go. I hope you find one. I hope Hi, universe, center one, yes. somebody really cool. We're going to manifest exactly. it right here on the podcast. There you yep. go. And all right, very cool. So what advice do you have for a new nurse starting off? She just got her associate. She just got her bachelor's. She's got her diploma in hand. She just passed her NCLEX. And she's like, now what do I do? What is something you wish you would have known sooner? What, what do you wish somebody would have told you? You're never stuck. You're never stuck in one job. You never have to do anything. Nothing is the wrong choice. Whatever is the right choice for you is the right choice, no matter what anybody else around you is telling you. Good. I like that. I like that. And what if there's a woman who's considering legal nurse consulting and she's like, I don't know. I mean, do I have what it takes? What's some advice you have for one of those women or men? Just go for it. <laughs> you never know unless you try. And everything you need to know about legal consulting, you'll learn along the way. So yeah, it's a lot of education. Well, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? What if somebody wants to check out your website? Where do they find you? BlueRidgeMLC.com. And I'm also on Instagram at CommonSenseRN. Okay. And what do you have on your Instagram? Just like little factoids? Just little nursing or? advice. Yeah, factoids, little nursing advice things. I posted something today with brain, about brain injuries, the different lobes of the brain and what it will look like if a particular lobe is injured. This is so Just cool. Little facts like that. I think it's really neat that you knew the trajectory of your nursing career like early on that you wanted to do this and you've tailored it around this. I did not do that in my career whatsoever. So it's really neat to hear that you had this end goal and you've always kept that in the, well, I kind of did it in one way, but never with something where I could be an entrepreneur in. I never did that. And that's something, Hannah, that I think is really cool that I really want my listeners to hone in on is that while you were working and doing your drudge work, you had your eye on entrepreneurship. How do I make my own thing? How do I get my own thing? And I find that really admirable. That's the smart way to approach your nursing career. <clears throat> You know, yeah, I really do. Yeah. All right. So for the last part of the, of the podcast, I do a rapid fire questions, questions, questions. Okay. And yeah, these are just fly by the seat of your pants. Quick fire. Ready? All right. Let's go. Tell me if you could teach one subject in school, what would it be? Brain trauma. Brain trauma. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Next one. What is your favorite beverage? Water. 
Is that weird? <laughs> Super cool. Um, oh, I like scotch. We'll do that. I like scotch. Okay, there like, you go. Like they're really scotch. like the Isla Malt PD scotch. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a plant. I like water. Okay. All right. And maybe your parent or someone that loves you wants to buy you a birthday cake. What would they put on that birthday cake? Probably be chocolate with either coconut or peanut butter or maybe both. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> That's it. Thank you so much for coming on to the Dr. Nurse podcast today and chatting with me. I had such a good time and it was so Thanks, neat to about your career. Thank you. Thank for you. Sharing. We are at the end of our time together. I really enjoyed the chat. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode and leave us a review if you like the show. I would love to get five stars. The Dr. Nurse podcast is on Instagram, so please follow us there for any updates on new podcasts and inspirational information to help you on your own journey. You can always message me at the Dr. Nurse podcast at gmail.com with any career information or professions that you're interested in hearing about. And as always, thanks for listening. I want to thank my biggest fan supporter on Patreon, Kevin Pryor, for your support of this podcast. If you love this podcast and want to throw some support my way, I would greatly appreciate it. My link is in the show notes. And just a reminder, the information in this podcast is for educational purposes only, and the information should not be used as substitute for professional care by a medical provider. The information in this podcast does not represent medical or other professional advice or services. 